This episode of Says Who is brought to you by you. By going to yeah. oh, by going to patreon.com slash says who, you too can help support yeah. says who by giving a buck, by giving five, by giving more if you want. But uh, you are the one that makes this happen. Go to patreon.com slash says who and help us out. You. This uh, episode is not brought to you by me, Maureen Johnson, author of books, including Truly Devious and The Vanishing Stare, among others. But listen, hey, are you in Chicago? Are you near Chicago? Can you get to Chicago this Thursday night? That's like tomorrow. That's tomorrow if you're listening. Oh, right. Because today's Tuesday. No, today's Monday. Yeah, I but they aren't listening till Wednesday, Maureen. I'm so confused, Dad. Okay, it's on okay. Thursday we need the date though. Thursday the twenty first. There it is. Downers Grove, Illinois. It's a place. Anderson's Bookshop. Anderson's seven p.m. Me, Dan Sinker, talking books and stuff. Just come to the event. Anderson's Bookshop, Downers Grove, 7 p.m., Thursday night. And if you're hearing this late, grab a time machine. Yeah, grab a time machine. Whew. Maureen, where are you right now? Hi, Dan. Ah, oh, Dan. Wish you could see it. Flowers, the greenery. Are you back in Costa Rica? Banyan tree. No, Dan. No, no, no. I've been a lot of places this year, Dan. Been to Costa Rica. I've been to Florida. I've been to Florida again. I was in Toronto. And now I'm in Florida. That's a lot of that's a lot of Florida, Maureen. It's three Floridas, Dan. That's, in four that's weeks. That's a lot of Florida. Indeed. Wow. Oh my. That's right. Oh my, that's exhausting. I'm exhausted just thinking about this. Dan, I'm seeing the country one Florida at a time. <laughs> and also some Canada. And you know what? That's I've learned not a this lot. Country. Well, isn't it? I've learned a lot, Dan, and uh, I'd like to talk about some of the things I but where are you? I am briefly in my basement in Chicago. And we should record says who? You think? Yeah. Hold on a second. Let me get a drink with a flower on it. It's not. It's just a coffee, Dan. I don't have a drink with a flower on it. I could put a flower in my coffee, but I would That'd taste bad. Gross. Yeah. The other night I accidentally ate lavender oil. Tasted bad. Says who? <laughs> Welcome to Says Who, the podcast that isn't a podcast. It's a podcast. I'm Maureen Johnson. And I am Dan Sinker. And you and sound different, Maureen. Yes, I apologize, Says Whovia, for my audio quality. I am talking to you through a microphone in a headset because my six-year-old computer finally needed replacing my beloved laptop, which still works. It just wasn't you know, that the trackpad was going, it just some stuff wasn't working right. So I was like, it's time to replace the computer that I work with 12 hours every day. And I bought a shiny new MacBook Pro, MacBook Pro that has no USB port. So when I got my microphone out here in Florida and went to plug it in and I tapped sadly at the side with the USB, <laughs> just to mm, poked click, and went click, click, does, does not nothing fit and so then i got out i was like well, i will use these headphones and then that jack this new headphone jack that they put on that doesn't fit and then i tried to get the earbuds to connect and they wouldn't connect and so finally after pulling every single device out of my bag i found these well it is uh it is nice to hear you 
You and I have been bodies in constant motion lately. Mm-hmm. Where all have you been? Well, Dan, this year I've been to Costa Rica, then Florida, then Florida, then actually Philadelphia, then Toronto, and now Florida. I have not been, in the last couple of weeks, Not I've only gone three to four days without being on a plane. So... Yeah. Three or four days without being on a plane. Whatever, whatever I just said. I don't yeah. know what's happening anymore. Uh, but Dan, I was on a film set in Toronto. You were on a film set. Yeah, it turns out I can't talk much about it, <laughs> uh, which I found out uh, sort of after I got there. But I already said I was After going you'd there, already right? blabbed all about it. Yeah, well, actually, I didn't, all I did was say I was going. So, like, you guys are cool, right? And... Uh, uh, it was, I am allowed to say that it was amazing, yeah. but I can't say any, I can't say anything more yet, but I will, I mean, I wish I could because, um, it was pretty cool. Oh, and I got one of those chairs with your name on it. With my name on it? Yeah. I got that a chair from Dan Sinker. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No, I have Maureen Johnson chair and they let you take the thing home. Like the. The chair? They, the thing that's like the, the, just the oh, back. Oh, like the little, the little it. back. Yeah. They let, they, you take that at the end. Oh, that's, that's nice. Because that's what you get your own chair at home and you just, you just slide it on. Uh, did you, have you already done that? And then you were like, Oscar, no. Do you just keep putting it? Do you just drape it over keep, any chair in your house? Yeah. Cause I don't have room for a director's chair. Cause I live in New York. I was like, where would we put it? <laughs> So you just put it on any chair as he goes to sit down. You toss it on. That's my chair I now. I velcroed it to my back. <laughs> any chair is your chair now. That's right. I am the chair. And now but, I'm, uh, I'm in Florida now, Dan. And I um, I have some things to tell, says Huvia. Oh. That I've learned. Go on. I am here with my friend and uh, I'm not going to identify too much, but I, uh, so what happened was that I'm coming to Chicago midweek, but Oscar had to go away to a conference and there was this like gap of three days that I was going to be at home working. And I kind of didn't want to be in the house by myself. You know, it's still a little weird. I was like, I wish I, you know, it's going to be weird knocking around the house. My friend said to me, my family is renting a house in the keys that week we have an extra bedroom come down stay with us and it was perfect timing and i was like nothing's stopping me and i write so much better in warm weather where i could sit outside i was like i'll get this is so good i'll just do this so i was so i mean i'm thrilled to be here and it's so good to be with them but i will say that the so what i was expecting was like a keys house and like place with like roadside, you know, ramshackle roadside restaurant where you get key lime pie and then you ride your bike around while you're slightly drunk. Like that's how I, you know, people are fishing and walking around in cutoff shorts. That's, I love the keys. Yeah. I love them. I would easily live here, Dan. And this is where I believe, honestly, we should set up, says Hufia. True story. But not exactly where I am, Dan, because where we are, um, I'm in a lovely house, but it is, within an entire town, a town, not a small town, a big one. Yeah. That is entirely made of millionaires. Whoa. Every house here, one of the many offerings, when we look through the local paper, which has an entire real estate section in it, the lowest price little crappy, frankly embarrassing condo is $800,000 if you want a disgusting one bedroom. But generally, the houses are three to 15 million. My word. And they go much higher. And you can get one. And as I talked, a golf ball bounced by outside because it's all this house is like there's a golf course that gently wraps through this area. You can, I I noted in the paper this morning, buy an entire small private island for $92 million. Oh. Not a bad place for Sesuvia. I'm just saying. A little, a little on the pricey side, though. There, there's a hotel. There's, um, there's stores, and uh, there's, you know, there's beachfront area. There's obviously 
slips for boats. Um, there's a there's a yacht store. Hmm. Sure. A yacht, like a, just a just a store next to the grocery store that just sells yachts. Like just yachts are us. Pretty much. And there's a private airstrip, which was frankly littered with helicopters. Jesus. Because they're flying yeah. over from Miami, I bet. They people take their um there's a little but there's a full airship to land your jet as well or your small oh, plane. Okay. So people like live, you know, New York, Boston, other places, and they fly down for the weekend. These are what I'm saying is these are fifteen million dollar weekend houses. Oh, sure. Why not? So, so you're sort of living in Mar-a-Lago right now. The first thing I did upon when I kind of oriented myself was look up where Mar-a-Lago was. North, yeah, it's it's north north of you. Yeah, we landed in Fort Lauderdale, and I was like, "Is it here?" And it was maybe an hour north, but yeah. it is a guarantee, one hundred percent. First of all, it's like it's beautiful. I mean, beautiful, but also really creepy. Like, <laughs> sounds sounds accurate. Like, I I don't know how to place myself. I don't know how to, but I feel like I suddenly understand the Trump thing. A little bit more because I knew mm-hmm. the kind of trashy New York side, how he's like garbage human that right. does real estate in New York and he's our local garbage human. But I didn't understand Florida jet setting at all. I'd only ever read about it. And now right. that I'm here, I was like, oh, I saw a Porsche golf cart this morning. What? Man. I You heard me. Wow. There are like you go past some of these big houses, these twenty million dollar weekend houses, and they've got multiple like bulletproof SUVs in front of oh, them. Oh man! And and these like there's a whole Tesla parking lot <clears throat> by the boat slip. Jesus, Dan. Uh this is the whitest place I have ever been, Oof. and I have been to Connecticut. <laughs> like, uh. People are golfing outside, which is something I don't really even think I realized people genuinely did. Right. Like, I mean, obviously, I know golf exists, but I guess I just didn't take it seriously. <laughs> I will so, say this, Dan. Yeah. I love a golf cart. Oh, sure. Without a I doubt. Mean, let golf me, cart. Let me tell you, Maureen, at Disney's yeah. Fort Wilderness Campground which mm-hmm. is the campground uh, just outside of, of uh, Dis- uh, the Magic Kingdom at Disney World. They have, you can rent golf carts there because it's such an enormous space. But also on the 4th of July, they do a whole golf cart parade where people decorate their golf carts and drive around the, drive around the campground. 100%. That's on the 100% bucket list. 100% I'm in. Yeah. Driving a golf cart is one of my genuine great pleasure. I, I don't get to do I'm so jealous. And I often think I would love to get a job where that you get to drive a golf cart. Like, uh, I'd be really A happy. number of years ago, we were visiting a, a friend of mine in Colorado. He, he grew up there. His parents are still there. And we were at his parents' house. And they were like, hey, let's go shoot rockets at our friend's farm. And we were like, that sounds fun. And we went and we shot little model rockets up and in the sort of farm field. And then they had a sort of a farm farm equivalent of a golf cart, a small vehicle called a Gator that uh, they would then drive at like breakneck speed through the fields to go retrieve the model rockets as they went. And at some point, my son, who is now 13, was I would gut nine, maybe eight or nine at the time. At some point, someone was like, hey, why don't you drive to him? And so he is haul assing. Like he does not understand the idea that the pedal that is the accelerator is variable. So it is mm. only floor it. And, uh, you know, where we were like catching air over the little humps that you put the corn down in and stuff uh, as he drove. So I am a little bit still shell shocked from that. But I would 
probably ride in a golf cart with you, Maureen. I'm a sensible driver, and I think it's going to be a really good mode of transportation around our commune because only it's only for moving things that we can't otherwise lift. Sure. You know what I mean? Like occasionally we're going to need a little something to help move some stuff around. There you go. You know what I mean? I, I think that's a, a reasonable, a reasonable, otherwise it's going to be bikes or, you know, trikes, you know, with bat with like little things on the back. Oh my, that, that is a golf ensemble out there. That is, I believe that's a pith helmet. Um, oh. Dan, I didn't know, like I'd heard about it and I'd read about it. And I, I think that I always thought a lot of these things were made up. Right. But you know what? I'm looking around and I'm starting to think that, I mean, Dan, I found the 1%. They're here. <laughs> I found them. I, I think I found all of them. And they're in pith helmets I, on the golf course right now. I, I didn't know. I didn't, like, I know because I live in New York, but I don't know because I'm a, a scumbag. You know what I mean? Like, right. I am not of... You know, I didn't really, I guess I just didn't really believe. Right. There's I a difference. There's a difference between living adjacent to wealth and living in a place where wealth is the only thing. There is a, there is a vast difference there. You know, there are certainly a lot of rich people in New York or like I, part of, part of our travels and, and missing each other last week, I was in Palo Alto, California and which is absurdly wealthy, but also has not wealthy people there. And like, I, it was sort of breathtaking as you would walk and you would pass these multi-million dollar homes and then you would turn a corner and there were literally like Mad Max style RVs parked on the street that people were clearly living out of. You know, that is a different, a different experience of wealth than if you are in an enclave where... You know, the poorest, quote unquote, poorest person can afford an $800,000 one bedroom. And that, frankly, those looking bad. In fact, when we went to the store this morning, the grocery store, and they have a private grocery store, and there were small fishing boats, like racks of small fishing boats. And I was like, frankly, frankly, I'm embarrassed to look at these boats. Like, <laughs> what are you, poor? What's this? You can only, you've got to afford an off the rack fishing boat. Honestly, it was like a, it was like a vending machine of boats. And <laughs> I haven't even seen like the center of this hub yet. Like it's, yeah. I'm just in one of the houses, which is again, beautiful. And I'm super happy. Also, we're keeping it real because there is a, a 13 year old, an eight year old and a five year old in this oh, house. Oh, there you go. And the five year old is is just amazing because she likes to take her clothes off like she just like you give her you blink and her clothes are gone yeah and the whole porch it's all exposed to the golf course dan so <laughs> i am very happy that these people every once in a while are just treated to the sight of this like little five-year-old streaking her way along <laughs> and somebody chasing her going you've got to put your clothes on and she's zipping back again <laughs> And then these these kids have super soakers, Dan, and they're shooting it out. Oh. The homeowners association is getting a letter, Maureen. Poor people are not even allowed in here. Like I honestly feel like a dystopian movie where one of the you know one of your storytelling characters has gotten into the enclave where they look around and go, oh. You're basically living in hour one of the purge right now. Absolutely, I am. And I, I guess as because I'm recording and I'm look because I'm usually in a dark closet and today I'm in a sunny room and I'm looking out the windows as I'm talking and I'm thinking a lot about America, Dan, and <laughs> where we are and what it really means, the, what economic disparity really looks like. Yeah. When I also think that, you know, back in my hometown that well, like people in the community are going around on the weekend and with a van and helping the homeless get a hot meal because there are so many homeless people around that have no food. Yeah. Like it is 
it's really fucked, Dan. <laughs> that, that, that would be accurate. Have we reached a cult? I mean, we're going to get into it, says Huvia. But you know how we are off. Look, have we reached the cultural tipping point where we're, where we're actually asking the important questions? Finally, in a real way. Have we, Dan? I, I mean, certainly the fact that in the last three months, the overt discussion of various principles of you know, community supporting each other that is being labeled socialism has been discussed and actively debated. It does feel like something has shifted. Yeah, I mean, democratic socialism is now where those are words we use and can talk about every day, which is I feel like a, a, a lightning change from because certainly when I was a kid, I feel like if you tried to mention those terms it it would have been apocalyptic right to some people and it well, still and, is and it still is you see you see the attempt at drumming up that same sort of horror and and fear mongering but it's not catching like that's yeah. that's what's interesting to me the the attack lines are the same the you know marco rubio or trump or whoever saying like well look at how socialism's working out for venezuela and all of that um you know they're trying the same sort of of scare tactics that they've done in the past but it does it has it is not catching hold in the same way that it that it has before and i like i think it's because things have reached have reached a point of such clear disparity that it is harder and harder to argue that there isn't some sort of change that needs to happen at a systematic level. Well, it's funny we are talking about this, Dan, because in the two weeks that has been, I remember when we used to do this every two weeks. Yeah, it's crazy to me, like that we, we used this used to be the normal cadence of the show. You know, we found out something else the rich have been doing in a major news story of the last two weeks. We found out that the rich, some of them, are too dumb to get into college. <laughs> oh, boy. We did. And in one of the, frankly, most hilarious new scandals ever, um, we found out that Surprisingly, uh, because they're not qualified to get into colleges and universities, some rich people were applying a universe, uh, applying a service that scammed uh, faked test scores, faked sports, faked basically sounds like anything you needed. Yeah, and committed fraud, and. And absolutely everybody involved knew what they were up to and were like, here is a half a million dollars that I am knowingly giving to a fake charity. And yeah. here's, it's all here's half get... a million dollars and a photo of my son pretending to be a water polo player. Yeah. And these people got caught in the, even the, even the news about it openly acknowledges how hilarious the sting operation was. <laughs> Because they tapped the phone and the guy who was busted would call them up and say, so, okay, we're all agreed that you're going to give me a half a million dollars for this fraud we're perpetrating. And they said, yup, here is your half a million for the fraud. It's just like written in the notes field of the check. It's for fraud. It's astonishing. And one of the people caught up was Aunt Becky from Full House. It's star of every goddamn Hallmark movie. It really Me does feel like there's just a, a simulation that is glitching horribly at this point. And uh, another, I, I you may not know this down, but another mainstay of Hallmark movies, Dean Kane, who is um, kind of uh, something's happened to Superman. You know, he's, um, you know, he's Dean Kane. He's an actor. He did play Superman. Yeah. And he, um, in response to, uh, we're going to briefly touch on the fact that a terrible, terrible 
terrible event has happened in New Zealand. Yeah. We believe everyone knows about the shooting of the death of 50 people and the shooting of many more in an, an Islamophobic attack. Um, yeah. One of the, a government minister who made terrible remarks in, in New Zealand, who made terrible remarks about this was egged by a protester. Yeah. By like a teenager. By a hero. Yeah. And Hallmark's channels, Dean Kane tweeted, I would have punched that kid in the face. The Hallmark Channel's slogan is kicking ass and taking names. The Hallmark Uh, Channel. Hallmark Channel. Nazis and, I don't know, rich scumbags. And also Candace Cameron. It, It has been sort of a banner run for idiots tweeting. Because you also had Dojo making fun of the college admission scandal. Which is about as rich as it gets. Since he, you know, he is also a legacy person who most likely was not actually qualified to go to the college that he went to. But then his father began giving large sums of money, much larger than than the amount uh, than the amounts being kind of tossed around on this so that he could go to the University of Pennsylvania. Sure. Yeah. It's all yeah. fine, Dan. And I think what we've learned is that our system is fine and changing it would be wrong. <laughs> exactly. That is, that is precisely, I think, what the takeaway here is, Maureen. Mm. Well, um, did any other things happen while we were away? It has been quite a couple of weeks for the president, Maureen. You, We saw for the first time ever... Republicans in the Senate actually standing up to Trump, both the House and the Senate voted to overturn Trump's national emergency uh, that he declared along the southern border and then immediately went uh, golfing and eating omelets in Florida for. Mm. Um, Hey, no criticism. It's great here and there's nothing. (laughs) How many omelets have you eaten? Oh, you don't Don't like eggs. No omelets for you. No. None. Mm-mm. But yeah, but I mean, this is not a this is not a small thing. Twelve Republican senators joined Democrats to to overturn this. And basically the you know, the stated reason was, hey, you know what? We we actually need to have the rule of law occasionally. Uh, he it, it has vetoed it. I don't know if he's officially vetoed it, but he sure did tweet veto in all caps. He did. He had a big ceremony and people in cowboy hats stood around him. No, oh, that's nice. That's a real, that's real, Dan. Though the old veto cowboys, they rode <sighs> up on their veto horses. What I want is for him to have done that in one of those things, like when you pose for an old timey photo where everybody gets dressed up <laughs> like, like, you're in a, like you're in a speakeasy. Yeah, like a sepia toned. Mm-hmm. I like it. But yeah, the people have been coming out left and right. The House voted unanimously to release the Mueller report publicly when it comes out. Like, so mm-hmm. every every Republican joined in. The Senate was ready to vote on it, too. But then Lindsey Graham shit canned the whole thing, which is awesome. Thanks, Lindsey Graham. He's a good guy. He's probably he here. He's probably fucking great. here, man. Yeah. He's the one in the pith helmet golfing right now. Look, Dan, last night was Sunday night and we heard the rip of private jets heading back home. <laughs> Got to get back. They leave on Sunday night, Dan. Got to make those deals on the weekday. You work hard, party hard, Maureen. That's what I always say. Dan, if we learn one thing, it's that it's a meritocracy. Exactly. Exactly. But uh, yeah, and then our we we had a lot of nice movement in the old crimers department. Mm-hmm. Paul Manafort got sentenced twice. Not for as long as anyone was expecting, but uh, between the two, he's going to spend probably around eight years in jail, which um, the man's 70 years old. So that's a while. It's not enough. 
it's not enough. But hilariously, as he was being sentenced in his second of the two sentencings that happened over the over the course of the last week and a bit, he was also immediately charged by the Manhattan District Attorney on 16 charges related to mortgage fraud. Okay. The only reason that seven or eight years is acceptable is because it is just so fucking funny that almost the moment he walked outside, he was, I think, literally exiting the building when they walk up and and handed him, like, by the way, have these 16 more counts. Yeah, it was like that gif of Grandpa Simpson walking in, seeing Bart Simpson turning right around and walking back out. It's funny. It's funny. And I I don't know who put it together, but hats off because that was hilarious. <laughs> it was. There's a oh children's book I'm my, working on called called Paul Manafort's Very Bad Day. And um, it's going to be a great children's book. I'm working on it now. I do so have funny. to say, though, I it is that guy's dedication to crime mm. is impressive. He, uh, you know what, if you do the work, if you really get out there and roll up your sleeves, I think he just is an example of what you can get done if you try. Yeah. If you really believe, if you dedicate yourself to one thing, the one thing, the way that Paul Manafort dedicated himself to doing crimes, Mm -hmm. you can achieve anything. Dan, I am, I am genuinely certain that as I look around these windows again, that someone in the Trump administration, probably someone who's been indicted for something, almost certainly owns one of the houses in this complex. I don't know who it is. If it's a Mnuchin or a, a Manafort, like, this is the pl- This is where they go, Dan. Yeah. This is where they go. Last night, Dan, I mean, again, I want to say I'm appreciative of being here and everybody's lovely, but I did go to a, like, visited someone at their house and I saw a man shake the hand of a 15 year old boy firmly and say, did you have a good round of golf today? And I almost dropped dead on the spot. Oof. I'm just not used to it, Dan. And I don't know how to place it. I don't, I, I, I got nothing for you there. I have never, other than mini golf, I've never even held a golf club. But I will say that the 13-year-old girl who's in this house that was with me turned to me quietly, and I'm so proud of her because she said, we white people are the problem. Wow. Mm-hmm. Tell me, yeah. Sounds like a lovely vacation she's having. <laughs> just, oh, we have sort of to- imagined this deer in headlights look as all of the world crumbles down around you when you suddenly realize it's all been a lie. She is. Uh, she had a lot of amazing observations this morning, and she too was like, "I think we have to smash capitalism." It's like I have hope. <laughs> That's good. I will uh, also point out then. That the most amazing fact about all of this is that they have a private movie theater, one private movie theater that is next to this gigantic biggest spa I've ever seen, which is, of course, called The Sanctuary, because they're all fucking called The Sanctuary. The movie theater is showing one movie, and that movie is The Hate You Give. What? No, not really. That's true. Yes. What? Yes. Have you just kind of camped out in front of it to see who's going? Dan, I I damn near fell out of the golf cart. I'm going to go over there, and I'm going to sit there, and I want to watch them watch it. Yeah, I, I, that I don't is know. remarkable. What's, Dan, did you slip me acid or something? I is I didn't. Maybe it's a maybe you're having sunstroke. You've been in Florida a lot. There, you know, I've been indoors. It's actually kind of overcast. It's really nice. It's like a, just a warm, gentle. Oh, it's nice. Nature is good. And Florida is good. We need to, we, I'm serious about this, Dan. We need to reclaim Florida. We need to take Florida back. The issue is, it seems that moving to Florida right now is a real short-term investment. Because where you are, despite the rich people, will be underwater soon. 
it's not the to be only a positive. Debbie Downer over here. It's the only positive I can think of in global warming. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Uh, uh, in other news, I mean, Maureen yeah. Roger Stone almost violated his gag order like fifty times between the last time we recorded and now. He's a scamp. But as of now, he is not in violation officially. The judge, the judge decided that he was currently not in violation, but he's got to wait all the way till November for his trial. So that seems like a, that seems like a real effort. He lives not far from where you're at. I think he's in Fort Lauderdale. God damn it. I will say landed in Fort Lauderdale, um, met a baby bulldog. First thing I did, which was good. His name was Cuddles. Ooh. Um, he was great. Then I got on the the shuttle to go to the rental car place to meet my friends. Yeah. And a fight broke out on the shuttle. Oh. Between Cuddles and someone or just unrelated no. to Cuddles? Between some people about the size of a stroller. Oh, nice. Yep. And then the little kid that was sitting nearby got so upset he vomited. <laughs> Welcome to Florida. It did feel like we had immediately gone into into the very heart of Florida. Yeah. And we we drove past the building of a new hard rock hotel that is in the shape of a guitar. Oh, sure. Do they make them yep. in not in the shape of a guitar? The, I, I don't think I've ever seen a skyscraper that was going up vertically in the shape of a guitar. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's something. Yeah. That is something. We're not even done. We're not even done with the various weirdness of the last couple of weeks. The New York Attorney General's office has opened an investigation into Trump organization loans from Deutsche Bank, as well as Trump's failed attempt to buy the Buffalo Bills, in which apparently he overstated the uh, worth of all of his companies significantly in order to get a billion dollar loan. Normal. Normal. Um, and speaking of football teams, Maureen, and South Florida, the uh, the president's good friend and owner of the New England Patriots, uh, we knew this already. His, his Robert Kraft, I believe is his name. He was picked up in a prostitution sting at a massage parlor in Jupiter, Florida, which is mm-hmm. the home of Trump National Golf Course. Um It turns out that the owner of that massage parlor and of a string of massage parlors in South Florida is a regular at the Trump club circuit down down where you're at. Her name is Cindy Yang, and there is a selfie of her and Trump at this year's Super Bowl party at Mar-a-Lago. And then uh, Mother Jones uncovered that she has been running a buy access to Trump and his family at Mar-a-Lago and, and the various golf clubs down there to Chinese nationals. So that's exciting. We need, it's all happening down here in Florida. It is. It's happening here. It is. Well, back up in New York just today, uh, speaking of, selling access to Trump, ProPublica got their hands on a sealed search warrant for Elliot Broidy, uh, Trump fundraiser, uh, because it was be- they, the government is investigating whether he has been selling access to like real like Saudi Arabia and shit. They the warrant included uh, charges of conspiracy, money laundering and violations of the law, barring covert lobbying on behalf of foreign officials. Elliot Broidy, you will remember, was hi- hired Michael Cohen to cover up the affair he had with a Playboy playmate. They're good folks, Maureen. Well, how is the president taking all this? Is he? He's chill. He is okay. super chill. This weekend, mm-hmm. he tweeted 50 times. Oh, Posting 20 times on Saturday and 30 times on Sunday. It's a lot, actually. It is a lot. A fair number of those were retweets of uh, various edge uh, edge conspiracy theorists, which seems great. 
but also his own. He's very angry about Fox News right now. Why? Uh, because they pulled Judge Janine Pirro off due to her comments about uh, Ilan Omar and uh, and Muslims in general. They pulled her uh, after the Christchurch shooting, and he's very mad about that. And is explaining oh. it was it was a, his series of tweets about Fox is super strange because he appears to simply be tweeting to his TV as he's yelling, the losers all want what you have. Don't give it to them. Be strong and prosper. Be weak and die. Jesus. All right. Calm down. Yeah. Dan? Yes. Little other side note that I saw in the community newspaper here. Tucker Carlson spoke here last week. Oof. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. I'm not fucking around. I'm not fucking around. It was, oh, my. Tickets were $250 for members and $290 for non-members. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. Do you think he went and saw the hate you give after? Probably. People paid in this community $250 to go hang with Tucker. Oh, my Tucker, word. who... Also had quite a week. Yeah. Tucker Carlson's had a real week. That's all happened since we've been gone in which Tucker Carlson passed Tucker Carlson. And remember, we're not, as we've learned from Trump, people should not be blamed for things they did over six years ago. But (laughs) uh, he was on various radio shows, apparently also frequenting the show of one Bubba the Love Sponge. South Florida's finest, Maureen. God damn it, it's all... All right, Dan. <laughs> it's, he's, Look, he is a Florida shock jock. I am friend of, a lot. Uh, friend of wrestling superstar Hulk Hogan. And uh, Hulk Hogan slept with Bubba the Love Sponge's wife on camera, which is the sex tape that Gawker was taken down over. Where does Rush Limbaugh live? South Florida. God damn it, Dan. We need to take Florida back. <laughs> we a, need to a, reclaim Florida. It's you and me against a lot of folk. Look, I'm saying if we're going to start, let's start. Clearly, they're all fucking here. Let's start in Florida. I mean, talk about like you've got you've got a, a a huge number of these wacko personalities down in in South Florida, but then in Central Florida you got Disney World. Where's Alex? It's a Jones? real. Uh, he's in Austin, Texas. He's okay, he's an outlier right. on this one. All right, the Austin can take care of that. I hate that I Flo- know all of this. I didn't have to. This is not in our script. I just know this. This is in my head. These people fucking ugh, want them out. One day they'll all be out. I also knew that you would know. Yeah, I know. It was 100% clear. I was like, Dan, I'll just ask him and he'll know. I'm saying, Dan, we start in Florida. Things like the Sunrise Movement, the Kids Environmental Movement, I know that they are looking to like really get a foothold here in Florida. Let's, Florida's the problem. Florida's a fucking election problem. Florida's like, Florida, we got it. We got to take Florida back. I, oh I think that we've, this is where we plant the Sezhuvia flag. <sighs> we gotta design got to design the flag first. Think about this, Dan. There's so many reasons for this. I mean, I, weather, could, I could be convinced just based on proximity to Disney World. It's not, this is not a difficult conversation to have. No, this is what I'm saying. We have, we have proximity to Disney World. That's obviously part of it. That guy, I just saw a guy spit on the golf course. Where do you think you are, sir? Oh, um, you should you should call the you should break the homeowners association in case of emergency. Break glass button that's near you. Excuse, excuse me, just one second. I oh, hold on, I just got to go for one second. I just got to get the call. Scrubs. Oh no! Scrubs. Oh, Scrubs. Amy oh, Carter Shoe. Oh, I'm gonna get you. Have it. Oh, God, Dan, I think she's here. I, I think. Oh. Did you notice if there was a shoe in your bag when you packed it? Oh, 
I don't know. I, I didn't see her come in, but if she, if she gets loose on this property, then I don't know what's going to happen. Only good things, Maureen. If she got loose and got a golf cart and just started driving around, then I don't. All right. Says Huvia, close to Disney World, need to get a foothold for the environmental movement here. All the fuckos are here, need to flip it. Also, key lime pie. Oh, that's a pretty good selling point, too. I mean, could we be up more toward Disney, though? If we're going to move to Florida, let's at least be within a short drive to Disney. Have you been to the Keys? I have. I have. My I, par- my cousin lived on the Keys for a little bit. It's paradise, Dan. It is. It's true. It's paradise. I'm going to be wiped off the face of the earth in a minute. Well, let's try to save it. I don't, I don't think they're savable. Mm. Just saying. Says who we get in touch with where, where we are all. And again, I also want to point out just how not joking I am about the commune. I I'm I'm in. You I'm know in that I've never you know that I have never ever been. And more than ever, I'm convinced our only way forward is together. Resources should be shared. And the only point is other people. So let's do this. <laughs> you know, uh, you know who's a dick, but who might sign up for the commune? Mm. Kellyanne Conway's husband, George Conway. He right. went off he went off the deep end this weekend, Maureen. As he watched Trump go off the deep end, he went off too. He started tweeting out screenshots from the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. What's happening? Yeah. Yeah, he he preceded those by tweeting, don't assume that the things he says are, and does are part of a rational plan or strategy because they seldom are. Consider them as a product of his pathologies and they make perfect sense. Remember when there was actual wonderment, like we were all like, is this all intentional or is, is there something wrong? Like, is there a disease process at work? And yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember when that wasn't clear? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, people still are like, well, this guy's, he's got a plan. He doesn't have a plan. Did you watch, did you watch Battlestar Galactica, the reboot when it came on? No. It was very good until it wasn't. And my biggest issue with it was it would start every episode with this text saying how the Slylons came back and that they had a plan. And then you got like three seasons in and you realized everyone writing this show was just winging it. And that there was no goddamn plan, even though they've been telling me these fucking robots had a plan the whole time. This is how I feel about Trump as well. Yes. But Lost did not start with literal text telling us that they had a plan. Like, at least Lost, it was like, oh, fuck, there's a polar bear. How did that happen? Like, it was kind of random to begin with. Writing is tough, Dan. It is. It is tough. You'll be glad to know, Dan, that oh, someone just drove by in a golf cart that literally could be a Trump double. I'm not I'm not kidding. I thought it was him. Oh, my God. What if you were in an enclave where all of the Trump body doubles lived? I am. <laughs> Dan, none of this is a joke or an exaggeration or in any way uh, this. It's it's all extremely extremely literal. Another thing, this this paper is fascinating. It's also a physical paper that I was leafing through this morning. Yeah. I think it shows up the homeowners, the local newspaper. There's also an entire page that's just people who are being considered for membership, and it had Whoa. all of their it had all of their credentials, oh, and some word. of them part of their because they all get sponsored. You can't just move here; you have to be sponsored. So it's like a co-op. It's a private club residence area. The whole town. Wow. Wow. But uh, some of the credentials in the paper are all of the other yacht clubs that they're members of. Oh, no. Oh, no. 
But damn. Fucking rich but stop, people, man. I have reassuring news for you. Oh, yes. The USA was not the most fucked up country by a long shot. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, no. We're talking Brexit, aren't we? Welcome to your Brexit update, because this was quite a week in the United Kingdom. Uh, when we last left them, the good people of the United Kingdom were facing a deadline of March 29th to withdraw from the European Union in that marvelous thing that is being called Brexit. And they had, so we've summed this up in some of the other the bonus episodes, but basically they haven't, the deadline, which when it's supposed to happen, when like every, when a big crack is heard and then uh, the UK becomes an island and cracks and drift, oh, they've already done it. That part's already done. They drift away and they break with the, uh, with the European Union. Yeah. Supposed to happen on the 29th. Well, they have a, they've been trying to develop a plan for this because when this happens, all, it's like the end of Ghostbusters. I mean, everything is going to crumble to pieces because they're, you know, all their trade, all their, you know, it's just the whole fucking thing. Yeah. Is a nightmare. And um, they've had, so they've been hammering out this plan for two years. Theresa May took the, the plan was rejected. So she took it again. It was rejected by parliament again. So there were two important votes this week. Yeah. Possibly three, at least two. One was this. uh, The first was whether or not they would be able to leave the EU in what's called a no deal scenario. Mm -hmm. Now, no deal is basically the it's imagine like a libertarian dream scenario when all bets are off. It's the most hardcore Brexiteer. We just leave. We have no agreements in place and we just start afresh. Like no deal is essentially let's make England Thunderdome. It's the purge. Yeah. It's the purge scenario. It's only favored by people with names like Jacob Rees-Mogg. Again, <laughs> sounds like a rejected Harry Potter character is unfortunately a real person. Um, it's the most hardline and disastrous. It's the, it's the, we will, um, we will save the town by burning it down scenario. Yeah. So, they voted and they the parliament decided that it would not be acceptable to leave without a deal. Sounds sounds reasonable. Okay. Uh, first of all, I think that's non-binding. I don't think that's actually something that can be held up, but generally they're saying we're not going to leave without a deal, but they have no deal. Yeah. So. Details. They had a vote the next day saying, should we extend, try to get an extension past the 29th of March because we've got no plan and we've just voted that we can't leave without a plan. Yeah. And they said, we vote for that. We vote that we won't leave on the 29th. We're going to ask for an extension. Okay. Now, Europe does not have to grant it. Hmm. They probably will. But because they've been there, nobody wants to see this happen. <laughs> like nobody wants this. So basically, the-, the entire government of England is approaching leaving the United Europe, whatever it's called, the EU. The EU. Yes, the way that I took every test in college. Yes. Smart. Or like how I showed up my at my GREs drunk. <laughs> yeah. Did you? Yes. I was not sober from the night before, Dan. Well, you know. I was I definitely realized I was still drunk when I sat. <laughs> were you were you were you applying for a bartending university? No, no, I wasn't I didn't really want any of the grad programs with the GRE, so I was Clearly. just sort of like I, I mean, the ones I applied to had required resumes and not, and it was when I was sort of just trying to test out and I wasn't yeah. taking it super seriously. And I showed up the next morning. I remember it was snowing 
And when I got there, I realized as I've been kind of slipping and sliding as I walked down the sidewalk, I was like, I am definitely still inebriated. That is called self-sabotaging. I know that move yep. well. Well, Dan, that's how that's how Brexit's going. So as we sat down to record, <laughs> another exciting development happened where so Theresa May was planning on taking her deal back to Parliament to vote on it again. Okay. Now, it's the same document. It's not changing. She just keeps bringing it back and it keeps getting shit canned. Sure. In theory, this is not happening on the 29th because Europe is likely going to grant an extension. Yeah. But they may come back and say, but for what? What's your plan? Yeah. How long do you need? Are you going to get this done in three months? Seems like a reasonable set of questions. And if the answer is, Nobody fucking knows what any of it means. This could be bouncing around for years, if not a decade or more. And there's still a fight going on for a people's vote, which is a hmm. second referendum. Oh. Because a I'm, lot of this. I'm exhausted just listening to this. I can't even imagine what it's like to live through it. Brexit is, you know, the American is the is the UK version of, of Trumpism, except it. it, it in different, they're disastrous in different ways. I mean, he'll probably kill us all accident on accident, you know, by by tweeting something, you know. But you know, this is more like a whole like the the foundations of their government and economy are are crumbling yeah. to bits around them in a, in a real kind of you know in a real and daily and immediate sense. And um, they, uh, yeah, it's just not clear. It's just not clear what. And it happens that this week was the biggest week where every it, it's just they it was an absolute duke amount. Every vote was, you know, a kind of like life changing vote every day. Whew. I need a nap. There's too much news. Dan. There is. We well. start by reclaiming Florida. <laughs> I'm not I'm I'm still listening. I'm not writing this idea off immediately. I just need it's to be a, I just need to be a little closer to Disney if I'm making this move. That's all we'll I'm discuss saying. we'll discuss, you know, I'll make my case for the keys. I'm going to make a strong one, but I think I think it's going to be a compelling case. All right. Compelling, Dan. Okay. And it says Huvia, obviously we want you to chime in because we'll all be living here together. Um, or, you know, as many of us as you can come and join, join us. Um, but we, we're going to, um, we're going to have a great community based on sharing principles, uh, justice, uh, taking care of each other, uh, communal meals, you know, collaborative works, um, and really flipping this shit over down here. All right. What do you think? Let us know by. You don't hate it contacting us at says who podcast on Twitter or emailing. Hey, that is H E Y at says who podcast.com. You can also discuss our future takeover of Florida on Facebook at slash groups slash says Whovians. Our Facebook group is moderated by Janice Dillard. See how I just jumped Dan. that one right into the right from the middle, plucked it from the middle and stuck it up there at the top of the ending. Maureen. Dan. I also just want to say that I went to their private grocery store this morning where we found on the shelf. I'm looking at the picture I took of it. It's called a heat that. And it's just a picture of an item that says, keep gravy hot, rich, hot gravy for your favorite food. Mm. And it's a device that just keeps your gravy hot. And that's innovation right there. I'm going to check that to you so you can see it. It's just a... It's called Heat That Gravy. I like it. I like it's it. It's just called Heat That Gravy. Dan. It is a good grocery store. They didn't really have too many vegetarian choices for me. No, it doesn't seem like the kind of place that would. I, I got here last night. I was given asparagus last night that was delicious. And um, I always carry snacks. And also I have Blue Apron, which is <sighs> a wonderful service that 
wherever you go, they they send you a gigantic <sighs> box. Got shit tons of packing in it. And I mean, says who is made possible by you by going also, to patreon.com slash says who and we thank you for your generous support that does make this happen unlike an- fake sponsors that Maureen talks about every fucking week legitimately yesterday morning before I flew I went to our local bagel place which is one of the best in New York and I bought a big bag of bagels and it weighed mm. so much I had to check it in as extra luggage <laughs> Wow. It weighed 17 pounds. Oh, that's a good bagel right there. That was just one, right? It was a dozen. I was astonished when I put it on the scale and they're like, that's 17 pounds. I was like, oh. That's a good bagel. That is a good bagel. These bagels, when you buy a dozen of them, they are hard to lift. Yeah. So I checked in an entire bag of bagels. That's all that was in it. And Cuddles the puppy picked up on this fact very quickly. Oh yeah, puppies love bagels. He was like, he was like, I fucking love your luggage. <laughs> I love it. Uh, you know who else Cuddles would probably love? Ted Leo, who performed Scrubs! our theme music. Oh, oh man! Hi, Amy Carter. Mm. Hi, Dan. Hi, Amy Carter. Dan. Yes. I'm in South Florida right now, Dan. Yeah, so is it warm down there, Amy Carter's shoe? It's, it's kind of hot, Dan. Oh, boy. It's kind of hot, and it's full of scrotes. Yeah, I believe you. I gotta go take a walk on the golf course, Dan. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, I gotta go collect a couple balls. <laughs> I'm gonna go help with their balls, Dan. I'm gonna say hey, Scrubs. <laughs> Come on up inside. The Volvo of Justice is here. <laughs> Come on in, one percent. There's a special club. <laughs> knock knock. Guess who's here? Who's the there? Fucking nightmare. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> It's all stretchy scrotes. <laughs> Everywhere I looked in. Gross. It's all, oh God. Do you ever feel like this is, this is like what a prostate exam feels like? <laughs> Warm, sticky. <laughs> oh, Dan, I don't like it. <laughs> We gotta do something about the scrotes. I found him. I found Scroat Central. And I'm gonna go take care of business. Oh. You wanna come with me? Join me, Dan. Join me in my war against the scrotes. <laughs> will you join me, Dan? I'm, I will join you anywhere, Amy Carter Shoe. Do I have your sword? You have my sword. All right. Sounds unsavory. I'll take it. I'm gonna uh, go show my ass to all these people. Show you, did you say axe? Ass. Okay, that's what I thought you said. <sighs> Amy Carter. Dan. Yeah. Hey, Maureen. Dan. Yeah. I'm upset about the state of the world. <laughs> Understood. I understand. If you are I- listening. And you feel the same. Spread the word. Subscribe. And please leave stars and reviews on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. They keep going buying golf carts. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, God damn golfing fuck faces. If you want to see this live. Oh boy. We will be at Pod X in Nashville, May 31st through June 2nd. You can get your tickets at podx.com slash says who. And now if you go in with that code, you will get 10% off your ticket. So that is exciting. But even more exciting than that, if you are listening to this on Wednesday, March whatever, 20th, tomorrow, March 21st in Downers Grove, Illinois, a place I've never been but have driven past. You can join Maureen and me 
at Anderson's Bookshop at 7 p.m. She is there to talk about The Vanishing Stare, and I am there to talk to her. So many sun visors oh, outside. Boy. I think that I think that Maureen is gone. Oh, I see a bunch of female scrotes. You can join us next week, March 27th, for our next episode. Oh no. <laughs> Amy, Amy Carter, are you okay, Amy Carter? Shoe. There's so many scrotes around, Dan. I didn't know I was in Scrotesville. Oh my! Dan, Dan, I knew I'd find the center of the scrote, and I found it. Uh, I gotta do something about it. Like I gotta take action. Amy Carter, shoes, personal heart of darkness going on right now. Dan, I just got lightheaded from that. I bet that was a big exhale. Hey. I am more disturbed than I think I really understood. <laughs> this is a perfectly relaxing few days you're going to have then. <sighs> I'm here to work, Dan. I'm not Get here to screw <laughs> From my basement in Chicago, I'm Dan Singer. From the beating dead heart. Of the 1% in a beautiful place in Florida, a place that we will reclaim, reclaim together in the names of justice, uh, in saving the environment, in the name of community, in the name of all that is right and nothing that is wrong. From the fact that it'll be in a place that is naturally beautiful, but unnaturally ugly. I'm Maureen Johnson. And this has been Says Who. So many sun visors outside. Well, it's sunny. I'm just saying, Dan, I just don't think I realized that golf was real. <laughs>